Welcome to the SIP list. I'm Amanda and I'm joined again tonight by Matthew. What's up, Matthew? Hey guys. Uh, how's it going? Heard you did some furniture shopping today? Yeah, I went around and looked at some mattresses. Time to get a new bed. Yeah, always a good investment. We've been uh, saving for either mattress or floors, so <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. We're uh, we're looking at possibly, well, not possibly, definitely moving out of our house in the next few years. So we want to put in hardwood floors and just make it a little more appealing. Okay. So, but we also want a new bed, so who knows? <laughs> new beds, I mean, from what we've did today, they are definitely worth the investment. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, a good bed is like the one piece of furniture you just have to have even if you have nothing else in your house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you're spending like a third of your life in it. So Exactly. Well, for me, it's probably like a, a third. No, wait, you said a third. Close to yeah. a half. No, I'm just kidding. Let's do it. I like to sleep a lot. <laughs> you know, the best bed in our house is Abby. We got her brand new bedroom furniture, including a brand new bed, like three years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and now she didn't even live here anymore. But we also spent good money because we wanted her to be able to take it with her, like, to college and whatever. So, but yeah. Okay. That made sense. She's got the only matching set of bedroom furniture and the newest bed in the whole house. <laughs> Spoiled brat. <laughs> Spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> she really is. And she doesn't even appreciate it. She still likes to sleep in our bed. I'm like, what? Oh. <laughs> I think she just likes to sleep with me sometimes, which is kind of funny because she's 16, but I'll take it. <laughs> hey. I'll take what I can get nowadays. Like, love me, cuddle me. <laughs> I mean, and, she's got to sleep better than how Hedwig, our dog, sleeps in our bed, so. Uh, how's, like, long ways, like sideways? Or how does, oh, she, how does she sleep? Curled up, sideways all over the place, right up against you, feet out, mm -hmm. hitting your stomach, whatever. That's the worst because it's like, like Jack, he'll sleep up against us. Mm -hmm. But then when he stretches his legs out, it's like, you can't roll over because you can like break his legs. But <laughs> you know, if he's just curled up against you, you can kind of make him like move around a little bit, but. But Jack weighs less. Oh, I know. Yeah. I don't know how you sleep <laughs> with a big dog. Cause I mean, She's only 35 pounds, but moving her, is she like dead weights. Yeah, it's a big dog. So, yeah. I, I don't know how people do it because Jack is a tiny little dog and he still like dominates space in the bed. And I think it's because you can't get on the other side of them, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like once you're in one position on the bed and especially if you're sharing it with someone, you're like stuck there. Yeah. But yeah, big dog, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> no, I mean... We're going to, we want to up to a king size, so we know that'll definitely help, because right now we only have yeah. a queen. Oh, yeah. I could, well, my husband's 6'8", so queens hardly ever work for us anyway, but especially <laughs> with animals, and then, yeah. Do your cats sleep with you guys, or not really? So, our male cat, Koi, sleeps on Ashley mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes, but that's about it. Yeah, Kiwi does that. She sleeps on my hip or sometimes on my shoulder. <laughs> okay, Seriously? yeah, Quint sleeps on her hip or sometimes her back. Yeah. I think cats will just lay wherever they can, as long as they can be on you or near you, they'll just sleep wherever there's a, a spot they can fit. <laughs> yep. What is it? If if it fits, I sits. <laughs> Have you seen that? Something like, Those memes? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's pretty much true. Yeah. So I guess uh, you're not drinking still, right? Because you're on some medication. I have, yes. So I am drinking Dr. Pepper. <laughs> hey, that's cool. You know. Um. So yeah, Dr. Pepper is good. I like it, and you know, it's good for you when you're on medication. I had some earlier with my pizza, so good stuff. Um. Well, I am drinking uh some cardboardo tonight, which is a fancy top for boxed wine. <laughs> uh, kept it pretty simple and I've been drinking it since about 7.30 so for about three hours um, I recorded earlier with a couple of friends and so we did some wine drinking and 
some in-depth talking about some adult content, which will be uh, posted in a later episode. So people can look forward to that. <laughs> so are you done with the bots? Then? <laughs> no, I am not done with the bots, luckily. Um, actually, I don't even really have that much of a buzz, I think, because I ate some pizza. So. Ah, yeah, it's, the uh, bread. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a, a brand called Provisions, which is not bad. Um, 18 bucks for a box. Okay. Which is like like three liters. So not terrible. I mean, it's not the best thing in the world, but. I just don't really care for bots wine. Yeah, I you know, there's a couple like Boda Box has a uh, I think it's called like Nighthawk Red or something like that. It's like a really dark red blend, which is pretty good, but yeah, I don't typically do it a lot except for you know, sometimes it's just cheaper. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, what are you gonna do? It is what it is. Now, I'm trying to get out of debt here. I gotta drink the cheap wine. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be the two buck chuck from Trader Joe's. I feel the like the noodles of wine. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know that story came out like a year or two ago about the the cheaper wines like and they even named the two buck chuck, I think, as having a lot more arsenic in it. And I was just like, whatever. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm already drinking it. Um that one and the I think it's oak leaf that Walmart has. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Okay, before we get started with our list, I wanted to talk about a fellow podcast called Grow Country Podcast. It's a new show hosted by my friend Joey Rice and his friend Chris. On Grow Country, they are talking about all things country music. Uh, They cover news out of Nashville, album reviews, artists, and a whole lot more. They just recently did a recap of the CMA Awards, and that was a great episode. So, If you guys want to check them out, they are on Facebook, they're on Twitter, um, Instagram, at Bro Country Podcast, and then I'm going to play a little clip of what their show is all about. So here you go. Hey, all you country music-loving people. Welcome to the Bro Country Podcast. My name is Joey, and I'm joined by... Chris here. Hey, Joey. What can our listeners expect to hear about on our show? Well, Chris, our listeners can expect to hear about all things country music. We'll be discussing news out of Nashville, reviewing albums, old and new, covering award shows, up-and-coming artists, live shows that we visit, and more. Hey, Chris, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find us on social media? Absolutely, man. Our listeners can find us all over social media. On Facebook, just search Bro Country Podcast to find our page and private Facebook group. Instagram, just search at Bro Country Podcast. And Twitter, just search at Bro Country Pod. Make sure you guys follow us on social media to stay up to date on all future content. Our show is also streaming across all major platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, YouTube, Podbean, and more. Until next time, keep it country and take care of each other. So, yeah, definitely go check out Bro Country. It's a lot of good stuff. If you're into country music, you will definitely like everything that they have to offer. Um, okay, so okay, we're gonna uh, start this again. So we tried to record last night, and as always, I had technical difficulties, which seems to be my thing now. So we're gonna hope and pray this one goes well. Um, this will go well. Yes. So, in light of uh, election time, we decided to do our top five favorite political movies and or TV shows. So, so yes, we did go with movies and TV shows and just kind of lumped them together and picked uh, our favorites. I will say most of them are personal favorites. And then I have like one that is, I think, just based on originality is really good. So I know that we kind of know one of or two of each other's, but I honestly don't remember. Okay. I was going to say most of mine are... Along the same line, they're personal. One is probably, maybe two, are probably, like, critically acclaimed mm-hmm. movies. I know one for sure. But Okay. So, um, we'll do the, the usual thing of guessing how many we think we'll have in common. And again, politics is something we haven't talked very much about, or even, like, the political arena and entertainment. So we honestly really know nothing about this about each other. So um, 
Yeah. Except for what we heard last night, but again, already erased from my memory. I had a lot of wine last night, too. <laughs> exactly. I don't know uh, if I said two or one. I, we had, well, say whatever you want, because I honestly don't remember, but um, I think you said two, and I think I okay. also said two, which is still what I'm going to stick with. So. But, okay, I am changing to one. <laughs> okay, okay. Because if um, I'm going to be realistic after from last night or what I remember a little bit, I'm going to say one. <laughs> okay. I actually just remembered your number five. So, uh, but yeah, I'm still going to stick with two. I still have faith that we, that we might have two in common. So, all right, well, I'm going to let you go first. And what do you have for number five? So number five is a TV show on Netflix called the politician. Okay. Um, that's my number five. I just, so it's about the main protagonist is, and I can't even think of his name. <laughs> it's Ben Platt in real life, but I don't know his name on yeah. the show. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, I can't even think of his name. Peyton. Okay. There you oh, go. Okay, yeah. Um, it's just the first season is he's in high school and he's trying to become student body president. And it's just like cutthroat politics. And of course, second season which I found out from yesterday, you have not seen. Right. So I won't ruin that. But um, <laughs> it's very, it's a very political show. And if makes me wonder if high school is that cutthroat for politics, at least just to become student Bosley president. But I know his long-term plan is to actually become president as right. well. And I think, yeah, I think, you know, especially nowadays, you do have to plan that far ahead because of social media, just everything, you know, you can't really keep anything a secret anymore, um, especially mm -hmm. if you're in the public arena. So, you know, I think in today's day and age, if, if you have that aspiration in mind, you're covering your bases from like third grade. <laughs> you know? I mean, nowadays, anybody can whip out a cell phone and start recording. Yeah. So you can't, you have to be on your game all the time. And, um, it's a really good show. I, it's, it very, is. it's not on my list. Um, it was on my long list, but it is very reminiscent of something that is on my list that we will get to. So, okay. I did find out tonight actually that after season three, it is ending. Okay. So I haven't seen it since it first premiered, but if, so correct me if I'm wrong, but if I remember right, the girl whose name I can't remember, but her mom is Jessica Lang, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So the mom has Munchausen's, right? The girl's not really sick. Correct. Yes. Okay. Oh, spoiler alert. Why do I always forget to do that? Um, I was going to say, yeah, because <laughs> she's, she's making her oh, sick. She's, Okay, which is still Munchausen's, I guess. She's, she's, not that she's not sick, but that the mom is making her sick, which... Correct, yes. I kind of saw coming, and it was just, it's so, like, it's so sad, you know? I just, especially, I, I don't know, that just, that part really broke my heart, because it's like, it's not her fault, but it's also part of the reason she's sympathetic to people. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, well, I'm actually not really sick. My mom's just making me sick. But also, my sickness is part of what makes me relatable and makes people want to root for me. So I thought that was, oh, that was really interesting. It is. And the show has a strong cast in it. I mean, like you said, Jessica Lange. Gwyneth um, Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, Bette Midler, and then, of course, um, Ben Platt. Yeah. Who is amazing. I just adore him. So, yeah. Pitch Perfect. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's so funny and Pitch Perfect. He's so adorable. I just want to squeeze him. <laughs> uh, and he's so much different in this. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, dang, he can be so... Uh... And he's got like this whole entourage of people who just... It, it's very much like White House politics, but in high school, which is just so cool. Who would know that you would have a minister, or, yeah, like an administration A chief staff. of staff, yeah, yeah, in high school. In, in high school. Like, what the hell? 
<laughs> no, that's awesome. That is a good choice. And <laughs> yeah, like I said, that made my long list. Um, I need to go watch season two because George and I both watched it and he liked it too. So we just, we need to get around to it because it, it was definitely good. It was. Uh, so my number five is um, also a TV show, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, and it <laughs> is Designated Survivor. So um, I I picked this one because I personally liked it. It it did get very political, and um, Netflix picked up the third season. And from what I heard, it's awful, but I haven't watched it. But honestly, I liked it, and I thought the idea is. I say original, but I guess it's not really original because it's a real thing, but nobody's ever done a TV show about it. Uh, yeah. I mean, and I, so I read IMDb reviews, but, um, and people kind of trashed it, but honestly, mm-hmm. I also think some of those people just didn't like the left-wing politics, so who knows. Okay. So, yeah, Designated Survivor is, uh, again, a real thing that came about in the 1950s because of the Cold War. It is a low-level, well, lower-level government person who is sequestered during major events like State of the Union and inaugurations, and they're put in a secure location in the event that some major disaster happens and everybody dies, which is what happens to this guy. So Tom Kirkland, he's the director of HUD, and... um, there's a big, I can't even remember. I, I know it's like some kind of inside job with foreign people that comes to be, but everybody at the State of the Union dies. So he's the only one left and he becomes president. And so it's interesting to see a person who, you know, was an architect and then he's the director of HUD. So you're in the political arena, but you're not really making policy. Like, you're not out there running for office. You got picked because the current president put you there. Mm -hmm. It's not the same. And so he's clearly not qualified, but I think he rises to the challenge and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that comes his way. There's, you know, someone in Congress trying to, you know, arrange a coup and take him out. And so, of course, all that conspiracy stuff. (laughs) Of course, of course, of course. (laughs) Um, And then you got this like side story, this FBI agent who's trying to track down the the people that did it. And, you know, he's got issues in his family, his son's like um, either taking drugs or dealing drugs or something. So it's very, like I said, very left-wing politics. So if Mm -hmm. you're not about that stuff, it might rub you the wrong way, but either way, Kiefer Sutherland's amazing. And as always, he brings a lot of vulnerability and, and character to the role. So I really liked it for that. So now it seems, I mean, it's a great concept to show. And I know right. I've watched a few episodes here and there just because Ashley was watching them. And I mean, it looks good. And Cal Penn, I forgot that he was in it. <laughs> I love him. He is. Yeah. He's the best. He's, he is one of the uh, unsung heroes of that show. I think his character's <laughs> good and he's just a great actor anyway. And, you know, he, he's such a funny guy that you don't always think you can take him seriously, but he does a very good balance of humor, but also he's like the white house press secretary. So he's got a huge burden on his shoulders trying to build up this guy who's president who has no freaking clue what he's doing. So yeah, yeah, he was really good. And I have a low-key crush on him, so I'll watch anything he's in. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what do you have for number four? So number four is a movie. Um, a little older, 91, is JFK with okay. Kevin Costner. Good one. Very good. Um, really well staffed. Uh, staffed. <laughs> <laughs> really well casted. Um, We're and, on that White House thing. <laughs> yeah, staffed. I mean, everywhere from like Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau, two of my two great actors that, you know, rest in peace, have passed away, of course. Oh. <laughs> but I mean, Kevin Costner, Gary Oldman, John mm-hmm. Candy, and even Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. I mean, it's just Kevin Bacon. The list goes on, guys. I mean, Tommy you know, Jones is, I adore him too. Oh, yeah. He's done, he's done a lot. I mean, one of my, and I don't want to say maybe it's my top favorite Tommy Lee Jones, but since we're on that subject, Space Cowboys. 
mm-hmm. was great. And I, I mean, I love Men in Black, but yeah. Space Cowboys was was a good movie for me. But yeah, so The Fugitive is probably my favorite movie of his. That's a good movie too, but you can't go wrong with Harrison Ford usually either. True. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, <laughs> isn't Sissy Spacek in JFK like just such a yeah stellar cast? Like you're right. Yes. It's just so good. Yes, she is. Yeah. I mean, even Joe Pesci. And I honestly forgot oh. that Joe Pesci was in it until I just looked that up now. Yeah, me too. Well, no. Oliver Stone is like, it, all of his movies are so powerful. Side note, my dad was an extra in an Oliver Stone movie. Um, oh. What was it called? Gardens of something. They filmed it at the military base we lived at in Maryland. Okay. Or Virginia. I don't know. I was really little. But James Earl Jones was in it and James Conn was in it. And my dad got to meet them. Anyway, sorry. Sidebar. Oh, wow. But... That's really neat. Yeah. I know. Hey, I'd like to meet James Earl Jones, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He had like half a second in the movie in a bar. But still, just to be around those people, I think is cool. Exactly. But, um... Like, I don't even care how long I am. Just yeah. visiting with the actors afterwards. It's just, great. Just put me in the same room. It's cool. But <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, Oliver Stone is an incredible filmmaker. So, you know, um, he's done a lot of good stuff. I think he did Platoon and, um, oh, what's that one with uh, Tom Cruise? Uh, Born on the Fourth of oh, July. Geez, you got me so, on. So he's done, he's done like some political type like movies. But oh, did he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did Born on the Fourth of July. I, I think, okay. I guess I could look it up real quick while we're talking, but. Anyway. Oh, no, it, I mean, yes, he did. Yep. Yeah. Man, he done a lot of Natural Born Killers, W. Oh, W was good. Okay. Yeah, W was good. Gosh, I I forgot about Josh Rowland and greatest George W. (laughs) Bush. Oh, I'm Uh, looking at, now he did Any Given Sunday. I didn't know that. That is a good movie, too. Did he really? That's That's what it says. Yeah, that's, yeah. So, yeah, he's done some good stuff. Blue Steel, that's an incredible movie. You pr- Have you seen that? It's really old. Blue Steel, that sounds so familiar. Jamie Lee Curtis, she's a cop, and um, she's after this, like, serial killer guy who's, like, kind of obsessed with her. So he's, like, stalking her, but then he's also killed. I don't know. It's really good. I would watch it. It's a good thriller. Okay. Um, anyway, way sidebar now. Go on about your JFK choice. <laughs> Oh, no, that's okay. I just saw he did both of the Wall Street movies, too. Oh, that's right. Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah. Even the newest one with Shia LaBeouf. I didn't um, watch any- that one. Yeah, it was, it wasn't, I mean. It was I feel okay. like that's a movie you can't, uh, back to our Karate Kid conversation, that's a movie you can't duplicate. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, I don't. Again, I don't it see it as a remake. To be, yeah, it wasn't a remake. I know. We had we had that conversation because I'm with you on that. But yeah, I so I don't watch the new Wall Street. I don't even know if it's worth watching. But the original is yeah, legendary. The original is good with Charlie Sheen, but I feel like yeah, it's a it's it almost seems like a sequel. Oh okay okay. Not a remake because it still has um, uh, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas in it, yeah. What is his name? Gordon, Gordon Gecko? Gordon Gecko. <laughs> yeah. Such I, green I is to, good. <laughs> I wanted to think, I wanted to say Hank Pym, but that's Ant-Man. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. But so yeah, anyways, JFK. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Costner plays a um, district attorney and is examining the events leading to the assassination of JFK and the alleged cover-up and it's all through the eyes of Jim Garrison, who's played by Kevin Costner. Yeah. So it's just a political thriller film that's mm-hmm. great. I mean, it's, uh, what do I want to say? That's, it's original. Like, it's originality. That's for sure. It's just, it's a great cast, and it's long. Yeah, for but sure. But it's worth it. And yeah, so, which I know we kind of talked about, but um, if you liked that. I um, was going to say also watch eleven twenty two sixty three, which is the the mini series with James Franco, um, which is 
about uh, basically it's a, a, t- a teacher and he, I can't remember exactly how, but he time travels and he goes back to try to prevent the assassination. And so it's really interesting like to see it from that perspective of somebody who knows what's going to happen and he's trying to stop it. And you still get all the good historical stuff. Um, And they filmed a lot of it here in Dallas, which was pretty cool too. So that's really neat. I did not get to run into James Franco. I tried. (laughs) (laughs) So my number four is um, a very underrated Eddie Murphy role. (laughs) The Distinguished Gentleman from 1992. Yes. I love this movie. I feel like Eddie Murphy doesn't get enough credit for it. I feel like it doesn't get enough acclaim because it's it's a silly comedy. But, um, you know, basically you've got this con man whose name is Thomas Jefferson Johnson, which I think is just amazing. (laughs) But basically, he's, he figures out, you know, that politics is where all the money's at. So he uh, steals the name of a local guy, Jeff Johnson, who dies uh, while banging a secretary, FYI. <laughs> um, but he just kind of, yeah, he just kind of goes, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to put myself and just say I'm Jeff Johnson. And, you know, he, it's interesting because he kind of is like, you know, people are just going to vote for the name. They, they don't even know. And he's right. Like, people don't even know who he is. They just vote for him because they know the name because they've heard it on the news or whatever, which that by itself, I think, is pretty interesting. So, yeah, he gets into Congress and, you know, he's getting all this money, campaign donations and this and that. And then, of course, a crisis of conscience gets to him and he decides he wants to turn things around. So very funny, but also kind of heartwarming, you know. He, I love, there's this part at, at the end when they're, I can't remember what the, it's like a congressional hearing and the, the main guy who, the bad guy, um, Lane Smith, by the way, who is just, okay. he's so amazing. He's such a good, like just smarmy, annoying bad guy. Like in my cousin Vinny and son-in-law, like he's just, I don't know. He's so sarcastic and funny. Like I really like him as an actor, but you know, he's calling the guy out and he's like, you know what? I, I've done all these petty crimes. And he's like, except for that one. I didn't do that one. (laughs) But he's like, all of these crimes are nothing compared to what I've pulled off in Washington. And it was all considered legit. (laughs) It's true. true. Yes. Yes, it is. That and Wall Street. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's so funny because it's like, okay, he wants to, and, and I will say, even though kind of the Lane Smith character is like the bad guy, but it's also, um, so there's a scene where he's having a meeting with all these guys and um, basically finds out there's this, there's a school like in his district or whatever, um, and the power lines are causing cancer in kids. There's above ground power lines. So he, he wants to get rid of it. And they're like, okay, well, do you know how much money it would cost to put those power lines underground? Who's going to do that? Uh, or if we had to relocate the school, do you know how much that would cost? Who's going to do that? And it, they kind of just went through this spiel of, um, you know, it's the right thing to do, but look how much money it's going to cost all these different people. And it just kind of sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, you have to make these tough decisions in government. And sometimes people don't realize that, but also you want to do the right thing so anyway yeah and eddie murphy's just hilarious um i mean he is yeah he is that that movie's really good i can always watch it if it's on it's one of those movies if if i see it there there's another one that was on my long list that i almost put instead of this i kind of compared them both but it was uh well actually i'll tell you when we're done just in case it's on your list so is it another eddie murphy movie no oh okay i was like if you're you're gonna put um coming to america <laughs> <laughs> it's like i guess that's one. political but yeah well yeah i have and we can talk about that too when we're done that i have a few that you know might be considered political might not be but yeah i, I could give you that one yeah. but no the other one i'm talking about is very comparable to the distinguished gentleman so we'll talk about it a little bit. Oh, okay so. All right, so number three. What's your number three? Number three is a TV show that sadly only lasted for one season because of uh, Hillary Clinton and 
I won't go to that. Mm. Um, she didn't ruin it, but just they didn't want it to interfere. Anyways, um, it stars Gina Davis and Donald Sutherland called Commander-in-Chief. Okay, yeah. I didn't watch that, but I do remember it. It was a great TV show really? for the one season that it was out, and it made my list because it was, to me, a really good TV show. Mm-hmm. I do wish that it could have continued. Um, anyways, Mackenzie Allen, who's played by Gina Davis, is, and this is kind of funny because I was just reading this before um, while you were talking about your number four, kind of getting a refresher, I, I guess this could happen. But anyways, Gina Davis is vice president. Mm-hmm. And the president is dying. And his dying wishes are that she doesn't take on the role of the president, that he wants somebody more appropriate, quote, to fill oh, his oh, shoes in the Oval Office. Then why do you and choose her she, as vice president? And she kind of goes against his wishes because she doesn't want to um, be a mere footnote in history. But he doesn't so. get to decide that. I mean, he it's, her He doesn't vice... decide it. He just, that That's was like his wishes. Interesting. It's interesting, but it's also like, well, now we have our first female president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or not for as bit, but our first female vice president. So it's like, yeah. if Biden kind of goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I kind of feel, I feel like that's what's paving the way, what they're doing. But anyway, yeah. I mean, but anyway, so she comes, she becomes first um, uh, female president of the United States. Well, I wonder, I mean, that's interesting that, because I I remember seeing stuff about it and I just never watched it. But, I mean, I feel like they could have continued it because, again, I don't know if this is on your list. It made my long list, but. Veep did that. Yeah, but I, I mean, mean, this was back in, when did this come out? 2005. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, Commander-in-Chief oh, came out in 2005. Okay. okay. So there was a lot of, I know, things happening and stuff, so they ended it. Okay, interesting. But I wish it would have continued. I wish it could come back, but I don't see that happening anytime soon, or at all. Yeah. <laughs> Well, who knows? I mean, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I really, again, I I almost put it in my top five, but Veep was one of the ones I was just like, this is, you know, so funny and so amazing, and it crosses all these boundaries. It's like, okay, well, maybe we could see this happening, so. Yes. I mean, very well, because he's the oldest one to get elected, right? Yeah. Yeah. And what what's funny is that as long as he's been in government, he was one of the youngest people ever uh, elected to Congress, and now he's the oldest person ever elected as president, which I think is kind of cool. But jeez, you know, even I think he knows. You know, he's the rebound guy. He's kind of the interim guy. He's the person who's going to try to smooth stuff over and then pave the way for somebody else. Which I mean. Not to get too political, but I just feel like at this point, you know, when in 2016, when, you know, Hillary was running and, you know, George said, I just don't think this country is ready for a woman president. And I said, well, I think that's stupid, but I also think you're right. And now I'm like, how could we not be ready for that? Because after Trump, I don't ever again want to hear that a woman is too emotional to do that job. Like, just no. And Hillary Clinton's an ice cold bitch. So I don't think she would have been that emotional to be honest, but I don't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I just feel like at at this point, you know, we got to be ready for something different. And I really hate that. I mean, I like Joe Biden as like, you know, he's a, he's a cute old guy, you know, he's nice. (laughs) He has a good heart, but we need younger representation in our government. I mean, the fact that our government is, for the most part, old, white, rich men mm-hmm. or women, uh, is that's not representative of who we are. And so I really hope that as we go on in four years that we can get something fresher. But we'll see. Ben Platt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would vote for him. <laughs> 
for multiple reasons, huh? Yes, I, I love him. He's so cute. It's like, I don't even think he'd have to make a speech and he'd be like, my vote. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Check the box. <laughs> okay, but, so... Yeah, so that's my... What is that? My third? Three. Third. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I'll have to check it out, but if it's only one season, that's also going to bum me out. Cause, it's like, sad. Yeah. Okay. So my number three is the one that I said, I feel like the politician uh, took their cues from this movie and that's how they came up with it because it's very, very similar. Um, yeah, I wonder if this is in my long list. So it is the 1999 Reese Witherspoon film, Election. Election. <laughs> this is one of my all-time favorite movies. It does not get enough love. It's kind of a, you know, a cult film now, like a dark comedy. So we have uh, Tracy Flick, high school, over, super overachiever, running for class president. And then their civics teacher, uh, Matthew Broderick, who does a great job. He doesn't like her. I, I think it's because he's jealous of her, too, but also because she got his friend fired because she was sleeping with him, which is mm-hmm. interesting. As much of the goody two-shoes overachiever she is that she was banging a teacher in high school. <laughs> I, I, I love when she's like, if some people hadn't gotten so mushy and overly attached, then maybe everything would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, in his his rage and jealousy, he gets um, a football kid who who can't play anymore to run against her. So Chris Klein, Chris Klein, and he's so just goofy and just naive and kind of dumb, but he's so adorable. Like he is the sweetest, just sweetest character. He's adorably goofy. I love it. So yeah, so we've got Tracy who will stop at nothing to win. We've got Paul, who is his name, kind of running against her because he gets kind of convinced to. And then Paul's sister decides to run against him because her girlfriend dumps her and starts dating Paul. It's it's all very twisted and very, you know, the comedy's very fast-paced. It's a great movie. That did make my long list. Did it, yeah. It's just, it's so good. And I feel like the politician is very... The humor and the pace and the timing is very similar to Election. Uh, it is, yeah. Uh, Paul is just, I love Chris Klein as Paul. He's just so funny with his, like, you know, there's that part where um, the girl, Lisa, he's, like, just narrating. I was really surprised the day Lisa Flanagan offered me a ride home and then just decided to blow me. <laughs> he's just, like, so <laughs> in awe of everything and then just like, oh, okay. Reese is amazing, and then... Um, she was like 22. I know. I mean, she's... I love her. She's one of my all-time favorite actresses. Same. It, she just... I feel like she can't do anything wrong. I'm ready and for I'll, Legally Blonde 3. Yeah. yeah. Um, Legally Blonde 2 made my long list, which I'll talk about in honorable mention. People hate okay. it, but I love it. <laughs> um, I liked it. I think uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie is right before the election when it uh, they show Tracy, Paul, and Tammy all praying. It's because it's so, it really reveals kind of like who they are, you know, like Tracy's, you know, uh, dear Lord Jesus, I, I pray that, um, I must insist that you help me win. Like she was like, I never talked to you very much like this, but I just must insist that you help me win, which is just so funny. And then, you know, Tammy's praying like she's talking to Santa, like she's just wishing for all this stuff. <laughs> and then Paul, he's just so sweet. He's like, I I really just worried about Tammy and I just love her and you know, you'll decide who's best and and he says something in there, he's thanking him for everything. He's like, Thank you for this and thank you for that and Thank you for what I'm told is a large penis. He's <laughs> so cute. I mean, he has that character in most of his, like, American True. Pie. True. Um, the only movie I can think that he doesn't, he does kind of do that, like, sweet guy and everything, but then becomes, like, a jerk was Just Friends. <gasps> oh, Dusty. Yes, a it's like, he's playing the, He's playing like that good Such guy and stuff that he usually does, and then all of a sudden you see that he's like 
not that good guy. <laughs> yeah. No, he is really good in just friends. I really like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, so, oh, and so then just friends, the teacher sabotages the vote. Tracy wins, but he makes it look like Paul won, and then he gets caught, and, you know. You mean election, not just friends. Or election. Oh, my God. See? Thank you. <laughs> election. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's very, you know, a dry comedy, dark comedy, and I think still relevant in today's politics of how, you know, just like in the politician, how far people will go you know, to win. Oh, yeah. And I will say, even though I'm a good person and I'm nice, Tracy Flick is still kind of my spirit animal. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, when you want something that bad and then some moron gets in your way, like, you know, what are you going to do? And uh, What are you going to do? I like Matthew Broderick as Mr. McAllister. It's like, you like him, but you also kind of think he's a punk and you like watching him fuck his own life up. But you also kind of feel bad for him. So, yeah. All right. So, number two. What do you got? Number two for me is, so this is the one that, if you really look in depth in this movie, it's political. But then it's uh, Martin uh or Scorsese film. So so it's like but if you look at that Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) It's late. It's really late, you guys. Okay. (laughs) But it's uh the twenty nineteen movie that came out on Netflix, The Irishman. Nice. Um I know it's more painting walls, but (laughs) if you want to (laughs) quote um it's about but, house painters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of, you know, shooting, or not really, but hits and um, whacking people, if you want to say. Right. But with with um, Jimmy Hoffa in it, that's the political aspect. I mean, mm-hmm. this guy was more popular than the president back mm-hmm. then with the union and stuff. So that's why I felt like it fit here. Even yeah. though more people would think, oh, this is just, you know, another mob kind of movie. And it is. It is. Right. But with the way that it's going and the way that the union's involved and um, Hoff is involved and stuff, I mean, those hits have a certain aspect politically to this film, of course. And, of course, you know, right. we don't know what, I mean, we can kind of guess what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, Bruce, uh, Jim Carrey found him in Bruce Almighty, you know, yeah. but, <laughs> but, um, isn't he buried is, in a football field somewhere? Isn't that the thing? Yeah. He's buried somewhere. The Notre I Dame, mean, is it the Notre Dame football field they say he's buried under or I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember either. I really, mm-hmm. you got me on that. I can look it up, but, um, I mean, there was no body. Well, right. We yeah. don't actually know. But, yeah, um, I haven't seen that one. Um, I want to watch it, but I just I haven't seen it yet. So, um, and yeah, I mean the Teamsters—that's very you know political, and you know I think that's a good one. Obviously, and and organized crime too is very political. So, uh, I mean, yeah. I guess you could put more movies on there if you're going to talk about organized crime. Yeah, that's I was going to say. Uh, but. <laughs> Oh yeah, I could I could have a whole top five just of mob movies. So <laughs> I would love to do that with you. Okay, well let's do I it. I could. Yeah, I could definitely. I could do top ten, but yeah, top five would. Ah, man, that would, would be, be hard. Difficult. I'd love to try to. I'd love to try to do that. I mean, I can think of three off the top of my head. So, but yeah, no, we we should do that one. Martin Scorsese is going to be yeah in there for sure, but. <laughs> And and the Coppolas, don't forget that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah. So the Irishman is is my number number two. I mean, okay. all in all, it was a great film. Um, it brought back Joe Pesci, who I love, mm-hmm. and my retirement to do this. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. I mean, it's got three. I mean, yeah, three amazing actors in this one movie. What and more I was can you ask for in a mob movie? <laughs> exactly. I was following this movie ever since on IMDb, ever since it was announced and waiting for it to happen. And then it did not disappoint. Nice. Good one. 
Okay, All so right, my what's your number uh, two? yeah, my number two is House of Cards. Okay. Uh, and never seen it. <laughs> oh my god. Now my dad loved it. it, but my dad refuses to watch the last season. Because Kevin Spacey isn't on it? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, so and that's political. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go on the record with the Kevin Spacey stuff I'm very upset about because if it's all true, it just pisses me off. And if it's not, that also pisses me off. Kevin Spacey is in my top five of favorite actors of all time. He oh, is wow. okay. fucking amazing. Everything he does to me, it's just gold. He's so good. So when that happened, it it really like devastated me because I was like, man. And not because of House of Cards, but just because his body of work is so amazing, and now it's like it's tainted. Um, and I mean that's that's fame. I mean you can have the long list of great movies, and then just one. Yeah, but thing. If it, but if it's true, then he deserves that. And, and, and yeah, I can, I can separate the personal stuff from the the other stuff, but his tarnished reputation would be warranted, but I do still appreciate his body of work. So that being said, House of Cards is just phenomenal. It is, it's ruthless. Like anything you've ever watched where you just think politicians are so ruthless and you just can't believe it. This takes it to such an extreme level. And it's not just (laughs) him. It's his wife too. Robin Wright is freaking amazing in this That's show. That's what my dad says. I, I mean, they're both ruthless. They are both ice cold. And so they're perfect for each other, but they also kind of hate each other. So he's just like, um, it's something in Congress. Um, and then he, you know, finagles his way to get made vice president by bringing people down and all this stuff. And then he makes his way to president, same way. Mm-hmm. He has an affair with this uh, political reporter. And so this is one of the, I hate to, well, I want to spoil it for you. So it's interesting. I feel like I should just. You need to watch it. it. <laughs> so it, it's an adaptation of a, a British show from the nineties. And, you know, it's just very much about power hungry politicians. It has so many what the F moments. Like, I don't oh, okay. want to ruin it for you since you haven't watched it, but there, there's one moment that's in the first season, and I literally jumped out of my seat and yelled because it shocked me so much. Oh, and wow. Then, and then after that, there's just more and more and more. And there's there's a lot of good characters, you know, mm-hmm. with a lot of different kinds of, of depth, and it's very, very good. And then they do a pretty good job of transitioning her into the because by the time they get to this point when he's no longer on the show mm-hmm. she is his running mate for president oh, okay and uh it and the way that she gets there is it's crazy but by this point she's his running mate so then when he's gone you know it's an easy transition for her to be president for the last season so okay that seems like a pretty easy transition it's something that yeah. actually might like too so we might just have to give that a go together it's really good i think i think you guys would like it especially if she like designated survivor and uh-huh. and you like it yeah it's it's so good i can't okay. recommend it well enough. we might have to try that next because i guess we're we're on the santa claus movies right now but <laughs> yeah we might have to give that a go to our next show to binge watch Okay, well, if you do, let me know what you think because I I love to talk to people about this show because it's okay. It it's epic for sure. It's very extreme. There's a lot. It's very gratuitous, and, and the and it's interesting with because Kevin Spacey, his character, he narrates to the audience like he like he breaks the fourth wall, you know, where it's like he's doing the show and then he turns to the camera and he's talking to you as the person watching. Which is okay, and that happens, and uh, I can't think of movies that happens to. Well, I mean, Deadpool is one of them. Right? Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> it's not funny like Deadpool, but yes. It's, <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. It's that same thing. So yeah. Okay. 
All right, number one, what you got? So number one is the critically acclaimed movie, 2012, Lincoln, with Daniel Day-Lewis. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is one. the one that I thought that you might have, but I guess not. Uh, no, it, it was on my long list, but it is not my number one. <laughs> okay, yeah, Man, this is my number one. Zero, we got zero. Okay, so. <laughs> I mean, Steven Spielberg. Jurette's mm-hmm. it. John Williams does the score. Oh, John Williams. Tommy Lee Jones, Sally Field, and of course, well, Joseph Gordon, love it. Mm-hmm. And then Daniel Day-Lewis does an amazing job as Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, he, he did a really good job of recreating what we know of Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. That's a good one. That is a good yeah, one. Yeah, I know. He does, he does a great job. And of course, it is political because it is set during the civil war and he does his speech and of course Mm -hmm. you know it goes more in depth than just the i mean i guess i guess this movie does go more on the political side of the storyline other than just the civil war itself Mm -hmm. because it's more involved around lincoln of course no that was my number one um that nice no that's a good one was that was hard to determine because this is going from the Irishman as my number two to which right. and stuff, <laughs> which I really love to Lincoln being just all story driven. I was like, which one do I want? And I was like, I, I honestly feel like Lincoln's a better movie. I, oh, I mean, okay. it, it was tough, but story driven, the plot, the acting, I just, yeah. yeah. I mean, one. with with all those epic actors, too, you just can't go wrong, so. Yeah. I was actually going to go with Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was, honestly, I mean. I love that, that movie. Good. I love I, I it. I like how they incorporated the losing of the, or the winning of the Civil War. <laughs> yeah. With um, the silver bullets and stuff. Yeah, I love it. But. That was yeah, I, good. I read the book too, and the guy who wrote the book has done some other ones that are really good, like um, *Pride, Prejudice*, and *Zombies*. Yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah, I've I've read a lot of those, but um, okay, that, that's a good one. Okay, so my number one is one of my all-time favorite movies. It's in my top ten for sure, um, and it is the 1995 Michael Douglas movie *The American President*. Um, it's a fantastic movie i think it's got a stellar cast i mean yeah michael douglas annette benning martin sheen michael j fox and the premise is really interesting you know this this guy gets elected right after his wife has passed away so he goes through a whole election with no character debates because nobody's going to attack the guy's character he is a widower uh-huh. Uh, so then coming up on the next election, he meets this lobbyist, environmental lobbyist, and they start dating. So now all of a sudden he's up, you know, he's open to character attacks and the guy he's running against is just a real dick. Richard uh-huh. Dreyfus. he's so good at that. <laughs> um, yes, he is. So the storyline I think is really good because, you know, it's like he's the president, but he's also this regular guy just trying to fall in love. And, you know, he makes a deal with her to pass this, uh, like, environmental bill if she gets so many votes in Congress. And then he realizes he can't do it because he has to focus on something else. So it's very much about, like, politics and personal relationships and how those things kind of conflict, but then can also work, too. Mm -hmm. So it's funny and it's emotional and it's dramatic and just has some amazing one-liners um not to mention the speech he gives at the end is just epic he says a great cast yeah it's amazing he he says something at the end that i i try really hard to make myself remember especially when i hear people talking about stuff that just makes me want to smack them in the face you know he says um He's like, America is, um, you have to work for it. You have to be able to stand in front of someone and acknowledge that they're, you know, against something as loudly as you're for something. And you have to be willing to accept that because that's what, that's what democracy is. You're like, that's true. It's a good point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love that movie and I'll watch it anytime it's on. 
Michael Douglas is just, I have such a crush on him. Not so much anymore, but I used to. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a, he's a good actor. Um, I really liked him in Wall Street, of course. Right. I like him in pretty much everything that I've seen him in. I can't think of anything <laughs> that, I can't think of anything he's done that I didn't like. Yeah, yeah. I don't, that's a hard one. And Martin Sheen's in that movie too, which I like too. Yeah, he's, he's really good. I mean, everybody's good. Michael Michael J. Fox. (laughs) Yeah, Michael J. Fox's character is very, um, his humor is just so good. He's very dry and very, you know, um, I don't know, the, the, uh, the script, like the, the dialogue is just so on point with you know how dry and funny and but also really smart it is so it's a movie i i can quote all the time there's so many good quotes from it <laughs> there's a part where he's basically like what happens if i start dating this woman how many percentage points will i go down whatever and martin sheen's character is like if you're looking for the company of a lady we can make certain arrangements he goes, I don't need you to give me a girl. What is this, Vegas? He's like, no, sir, this is the White House. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> All right. Well, those were good lists. So that um, was your number one. Yes. Did you have any honorable mentions? So I had one. I'm just, the one, okay, the one TV show I was going to say is I'm surprised neither of us had it. I really thought about putting it on the list, but I was like, uh, and that was the West Wing. It was on my long list, and I okay. it was. I would say that's probably my honorable mention as well, like my top one, because that was hard to leave off. It's so good. See, that wasn't my top one, but that was just like kind of surprised me that neither of us, like you, you didn't have it on there. And, yeah, but, yeah. But so honorable mention, I guess it came down to two. Um, According, well, of course, with the Irishman being in my list, it dropped back the one that I had. So I had an honorable mention before I was able to put the Irishman. So basically, I got two honorable mentions now because one was going to be the number. Anyways, (laughs) so um, my number five originally, if Irishman wasn't going to be there, was going to be Tommy Boy. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, oh no, 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 not Tommy Boy. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, Black Sheep. Oh, okay. Yeah, Black yeah. Sheep. Yes. <laughs> no, not Tommy Boy. Black Sheep. Okay. Yeah. No, I got you on that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Just it's it's political, but it's more so humorous too. Right. But it's just it's enough politicalness that I figured that it could be on the list, and it's hilarious. So. Yeah, no, it's really funny. I, I, one of mine is like that too. It's a silly, you know, movie that people don't take seriously, but it's still on my list. So, and then that was, that was going to be the original number five. And then my original honorable mention was going to be the show, the Americans. It's really good. I mean, it's this family that is in the Soviet union, but lives in America, raises these two kids nobody lives beside this FBI agent, you know, and they keep it. I mean, they're hush hush. Nobody knows their lives. And then of course it goes on to their daughter. Right. Um, Who is Carrie Russell, right? Or Carrie Russell's the wife. Okay. Yeah. And um, uh, Matthew rise is the husband. It does have, and this was pretty cool because I don't usually see him in a lot of things. Richard Thomas is in it, and he's the the main FBI, I guess, the higher-up FBI person. I can't think of the actual name. And what's really cool, just on a side note, is that Carrie Russell and Matthew Rise are actually a couple. <laughs> and right. we're a couple for this whole series. Yeah. So they're husband and wife in the film, and then <laughs> they're also a couple outside this too. That's but yeah, cool. it was a great, it was a great series. Nice. A very political because it's during the Cold War. Right. Uh, Reagan is president during that. Okay. Yeah. George and I both wanted to check that one out. We just haven't gotten around to it. But I remember when we when it came out, we were both like, "That looks really good." <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Yeah, nice. we binge watched it. I believe that was on 
uh, that's on Prime Video is what we watched it on. Okay, okay. Uh, one that I guess I almost want to apologize to everybody listening that didn't make either of our lists. And the only reason it didn't make mine is because I haven't watched it. Um, but from what I'm told, it's freaking amazing and would probably be on anybody's list who has watched it is Scandal. Okay, so I have always wanted to watch it. It just, um, you know, George wasn't really too into it, and then I just never got around to it, but... Oh, that's with um, Carrie Washington, right? Yeah. So I've seen an episode or two just because it, it would come on after Grey's Anatomy, but I've never watched it enough to follow it, but I feel like if I don't throw that out there, people are going to be yelling at me going, what the hell? Why was it Scandal on your list? It's because I haven't watched it, okay? <laughs> yeah, I've never seen an episode. So one of mine that was kind of like what you were saying about, I wasn't really sure if it's political or not, um, because it's mm-hmm. more, it has a lot of government figures in it, but it's more about um, the FBI is the blacklist. Okay. Okay. Uh, With um, James his name. Yes. Yeah. That show is amazing. It's so, it's just so freaking good. And it's definitely political. There's a lot of political components to it, but it's not mm-hmm. really, it's not focused on government, like from a politics standpoint, it's focused on the FBI and this secret task force that goes underground and has this list of people that they're trying to find. I would recommend that, might not fully count as part of the list, uh, but it was one of my, my uh, honorable mentions. Okay. I mean, that went with, you know, um, the Irishman. It's like, it's right. It's along that same line where it's political enough to be considered political, but exactly. <laughs> and then my silly one, um, was legally blonde to red, white, and blonde. Nice. So Elle Woods goes to Washington and is fighting for animal rights and trying to get a bill passed through Congress and, it's cheesy and it got really bad reviews, but I love Legally Blonde and I thought it was cute for what it was. It's not a serious movie by any means, but it was still, you know, you did get a little taste of like the backstabbing that goes on in Washington and she's just so innocent that, you know, she doesn't get <laughs> yes. it. <laughs> oh, the one I was going to say that I almost put instead of The Distinguished Gentleman was Dave. You seen Dave with uh, Kevin Klein? No, I haven't. Okay. It's very similar. He impersonates the president because the president, I can't remember what happened to him because I haven't seen it in a while, but he's basically in a coma. So they find this guy who looks exactly like him to pretend to be him because they don't want the country to know that the real president is sick. And so it's pretty funny. It's a good movie. Okay. Swing Vote. Have you seen that? That was another one I had a hard Swing time. Vote. I've been yeah. wanting to... I was actually trying to look up to see where I could watch that recently. Yeah, I do like that movie, too. Never good yeah. cost- Kevin Costner film. Yeah, he, he's another person that there's only one movie he's done that I absolutely hate, and that was The Postman. And a lot of, or not The Postman, sorry, Waterworld. Waterworld? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, The Postman is good. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> it was Waterworld. I hated Waterworld. But, yeah, Waterworld. Yeah. <laughs> but Swing Boat was really good. Like, I, I would recommend that movie to everybody just because you really do see how people can be so manipulated when it comes to politics. It's just, you know, I mean, we know that because we see it on, you know, social media and the news and whatever, but it's, it's so yeah. true how easily people who aren't, educated enough which I don't mean that to sound mean but this guy he has no opinions he has no education about any of it he doesn't care so you can take somebody like that and mold them into whatever you want okay well um, like I said I will post our full lists on the Facebook group so if you're not part of the group uh, go like the page the simplest pod on Facebook and then join the private group that's where all the extra information is and I'll post the uh, the full lists every week so you can see what we uh, had to narrow down from. <laughs> Sometimes these choices are hard. Yes. Yes. Like if we do our mafia, I will. That that might be like a twenty yeah. <laughs> movie list. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll start working on that one soon because yeah, we need to do that. That uh, we'll have that one coming up, and then the next episode coming up is going to be a little different. 
Um, it's going to have a little disclaimer, but it's going to be uh, about some more adult content than just fun movies and music stuff. So be on the lookout for that too. And um, thanks, Matthew, for doing this with me. And yeah, thanks for having me again. We'll look forward great. to doing. Yeah, it's always fun. I look forward to doing some more. So um, I think that wraps it up. And um, what am I gonna say? You say might fuck you, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> no for real though for real though um just remember everybody when life gets tough just keep sipping goodbye